Measure of a Fan, a Star Trek podcast in which three nerds watch all of Star Trek in chronological order, one of them enduring it all for the very first time. My name is PJ Montgomery and I am joined as ever by Matt Troy. Hello. And our resident Trek first timer, Elliot Red. Hello everybody. And we have a guest with us this week. He is a comic creator whose work includes The Red Mask from Mars and MI666. He is one third of the Awesome Comics podcast, and he is the warden on the tabletop RPG YouTube show Safe Space. It's Vince Hunt. Hello, everyone. Hey, Vince. PJ, you make me sound so professional. I thought that actually looks like I'm a legit human being. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, and then I leave it to you to, you know, show the I'm going to ruin that illusion immediately within the first five minutes, don't worry. <laughs> we're, we're so sorry, Vince, that we actually are going to make you watch two episodes of, of, of Enterprise by giving you the first part of a cliffhanger. That <laughs> Well, it was quite interesting. I mean, I've, there's a lot to get into with this. and i'm sure we'll get into it but um i mean spoilers i enjoyed it but that's that that's all i'm gonna say for now um, i'm in your hands gents it's it's very much i uh, when when we have guests on if if they don't request a specific episode as i've said before it just all goes into a random generator and yeah i'd I'd completely forgotten that i'd done this to you so (laughs) (laughs) oh that sounds like you it does doesn't it yeah Yeah. this is this is payback um, <laughs> i'm the aforementioned safe space i'm one of the players vince tortures me on a weekly basis so oh, yeah, it's, it's wonderful <laughs> before we get into the episode though vince where do you begin with star trek oh start what just as a whole yeah oh wow um well i think star trek i mean who doesn't love it um, but there's been so Elliot. many different Elliot. Yeah, so, hi, Elliot. so many, so many. Well, I mean, and I can understand why. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those interesting franchises type, you know, cults that I can understand why people wouldn't necessarily get it. But I think, I think with me, when I was a little kid, there was obviously the the repeats of the original season, the original stuff. But you know, they're just in the background. But I think the next generation was when it became sort of prime time because that was what year was that? Eighty. Seven, eight? Yeah. yeah, wow, bloody hell, that long ago. Yeah, and of course that was just, just viewing. Yeah, it, it was just you just had to watch that every week, and it's kind of like Star Trek's. It's like the sun; it's always there. <laughs> you know, even though you can't always see it, it's always there in your life. But through a lot of, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Trek fan, but I'm not like a a Trek fan. You know what I mean? And I've got I've got the ones that are like, yeah, DS Nine, OG baby. You know, pull one out. <laughs> Whereas some of the, I don't know, it's like the movies. I mean, that take them or leave them a lot of the time. 
I mean, I think I think the quality goes up and down, much like it does with a Star Trek season, I guess. But um, yeah, so for for me, DS Nine is my jam. That's that's my level of just just pour it into my face. Yeah, I, I can't get enough. And it's interesting, um, like Voyager, quite like you know, I, I enjoyed that. It's it's strange. I enjoyed that more at the time than when I've tried to go back and rewatch it. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, at the time, like when it was, it was new. It was you know, every episode was new every week. It just felt like brilliant. But it's I don't know. I, strange, even though it's one of the later ones, it's one of the ones that maybe hasn't aged so well. And Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. Now, Enterprise is is the one that I haven't really watched any of it. Oh, okay, right. And that's purely, I think. I mean, what year did Enterprise first come out? Um, uh, two thousand one, two thousand two, I think. Yeah, by then, oh, who knows where my head was at by then? It's been so long ago. Um, but I think because it looked and felt like a very different show, I was like, okay, I'm not sure about this. I tried watching it, and then the theme tune happened, yeah. <laughs> and I, I and I didn't go back. I haven't been back for twenty years until you asked me to do this. And I tell you what, PJ, I almost stopped. I almost stopped when I heard that theme tune again. <laughs> well, we'll we'll come to the theme tune. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this week we are looking at Azati Prime, which is a story by Rick Berman and Brandon Braga and Manny Koto, teleplay by Manny Koto, directed by Alan Croker, and first aired on the 3rd of March 2004. And it opens with the Enterprise basically just rocking up at Azati Prime and going, hey, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking finally! Three episodes of the beat of going there, yeah. <laughs> See, I th- for me, this is kind of interesting because it is very much like, especially a lot of these in these longer form sh- shows, isn't it? Like, you're not necessarily. This is before we were watching week on week, you know, whatever HBO show and stuff. So, in essence, I should be able to pop onto any episode and kind of get what's going on. And when I started this episode, I was like, whoa, this is kicking off already. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they found out about Azati Prime like four or five episodes ago, and it's taken them this long to get there because mm. of hijinks. Yeah. Yeah, they've been messing about on the way, just like, you know, stopping, looking at shit, annoying people. It's, it's been a long road. It's interesting because I, uh, watching it, I didn't think I needed to know all of that. So I haven't been through what you've all been through, <laughs> and I am just enjoying the spoils. <laughs> so the Enterprise arrives, and they're like, "Ah, oh, there's a load of satellites making a big old detection grid that we can't get through." And Archer goes, "You know how we like to hide behind planets all the time? Let's just go do that again." <laughs> there's a, been a lot of that this series, hasn't there? And I was yeah. I sort of find it quite funny. I just like the idea of the ship just like peeping out from behind the planet and then just going back. It was either that or like an asteroid, wasn't it? Or some some giant, some rock in space. It's yeah. Like, let's, just, let's just dig a hole in it and just hide in it for a bit. They keep hiding behind rocks and the stupidest part is it keeps fucking working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have thought that, you know, all of the crazy advanced sensors and scanners that are like, there's life within 1,500,000 yeah. metres or whatever. It's like, no, the planet in the way. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it, but something that Malcolm does in this episode surprised me that they could get away with. Is it when he got his cock out? 
<laughs> yeah, that was very depressing for all concerned. One thing, actually, I wanted to mention before we, we kick off with this episode as well is that yeah, last um, last episode we talked about there was there was a, a mistake, and I, I was yes. going to reveal what the mistake was, but I never did. And the mistake was the ship is already leaving at warp before the end actually happens, and then at the end he says, "Oh well." Let's go to Zai Prime, best possible speed or whatever. But they were already at warp, so yeah, that was, that was a mistake. Anyway, I just wanted to point that. Right? <laughs> I, felt, I felt like you know somebody might have gone, "Oh, what was the mistake? Why have they left us hanging?" And the answer was, I forgot to say, but that was the mistake. And it was worth waiting a week. It's on for. the record now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I can sleep well tonight now. <laughs> well, it's all about you, isn't it, Matt? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. A ship arrives and gets through the Sentinet, and it's Degra's ship. And we cut to Degra's ship, and Degra and a whole bunch of Zindia, they're going, hey, we got a weapon, we're going to blow up the Earth. And the reptilians are like, can we do it now? And everyone's like, chill, dudes, chill. They, they have no chill, do they, at all? Whatsoever. No, which is ironic, considering that they're cold-blooded. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the theme tune. Vince, go for your life. Oh, right. Okay. Right. I didn't realise you'd just go drop me in it like this, PJ, but it's exactly the same feeling that I had when the theme tune kicked in, because I was like, whoa, right, this is it. Oh, God, we're on the precipice of war. Oh, oh, amazing. They've, they've given me a really great episode. I'm already on the edge of my seat. I'm already on the, what the? <laughs> and I almost was like, my, my finger was hovering over, stop. I was like, no, I, I can't. I have to do this because I have to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a I have never and th- I think this is one of the re- I mean I love bombastic Star Trek themes you know you mm. know all the classic you know just Deep Space Nine I mean some of them go on for quite long sometimes like, when you're watching it on Netflix you think bloody hell this credit sequence is still going <laughs> but this is a perfect example this, ep- this particular episode and what the experience I had of why this theme tune is god awful and I <laughs> I mean that with every fibre of my being. Right? <laughs> this is a theme tune that kept me from watching this show for 20 years. 20 years! Right? And, and it's... Because I was like, it, it, the stakes are high. And then you have this sort of, oh, oh hello, you. It's, I don't know. I didn't even know what the words were, right? But I was like, this... I, it made me hate the show... For the length of time that the theme tune was on, it's it's been it's been described as Christian rock. It's been described as America, fuck yeah. It's been described as dog shit. We've had a lot, lot of different descriptions of this, right? I really quite enjoyed that sort of uh, impromptu rendition based on one listening. <laughs> you know, I, I would say I'll look at the lyrics, but I am never experiencing that fucking theme tune ever again. <laughs> what we've discovered is. Sometimes we watch the episode on one one and a quarter or one and a half speed. It's better that way. <laughs> the theme tune is actually a really good bop on one point five speed things. I recommend it. <laughs> PJ, never say those words a really good bop to me ever again. <laughs> Don't worry, Vince. He's wrong anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is. I was. It took me completely out of the moment. If they're wanting to have major stakes for this show, like you know, we're talking about people willing to sacrifice their, sacrifice their lives. You know, there's crew members possibly dying. There's 
civilizations that could be wiped clean. And what is this apple pie pile of shit? Not just that. This is the start of an insanely huge legacy as well, and it just doesn't feel yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's the it's the theme tune for a soap opera about astronauts in training. It is not. <laughs> it yes. is not a Star Trek theme tune. <laughs> You know that sort of like soap opera where you spend more time with the astronauts and they're like the the romantic partners oh. rather than the actual training. Right. So this <laughs> this this soap opera, right? It's about loser astronauts, like they're the worst yeah. ones, and it's called Noughts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did you just say that sorry, there's a TV show where they focus on people talking more than things actually happening. Because, <laughs> uh, sounding really familiar, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's true. <laughs> Uh, thank you, PJ, for letting me get it off my chest. Yeah, no, the, I think now Vince has been all coy about what he thinks about the theme tune. We can <laughs> when get you on say what you mean, oh, PJ, it's a bop <laughs> <laughs> on one point five speed. <laughs> anyway, some of the Zindi Council turn up on Degra's ship, and Memory Alpha gives me names for them, but they don't get mentioned in the episode, so I'm not going to read them. <laughs> There's no aquatic Zindi because they haven't put a pool in yet. <laughs> yeah. There's no fish tank. <laughs> and and they're all going, yeah, we're going to blow up a planet. So the thing is, I have no context for a lot of this. <laughs> yeah. So I was just in the mo- I'm in an action scene. This this episode, for want of a better, and like, you know, a, a Star Trek action scene, which is a lot of people stood in a room talking about things, des- desperate things that are about <laughs> to happen. And then occasionally something sort of explodes and someone falls over and you're not quite sure whether they're dead or not, but you're not going to see that person anyway because they're an extra. So <laughs> there was a lot of that happening, but it was the, the atmosphere was tense. And I was thinking, right, okay, I, I think I know what's going on. And that's quite impressive for something, you know, considering I've got, I mean, you've had like episodes of this story building up. I will say that the makeup that they've done to the Galaxy Quest aliens has really leveled up. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. They they are the Galaxy Quest aliens. Yeah, but they're awesome. One thing I did like about this, and one thing I do like about the Star Trek shows, especially as they go on, is like physical makeup. I, I love like prosthetic makeup and like monster makeup and stuff. And like the insectoid race looked awesome in this to me. I did find um, the he's he's not in any makeup, but the agent that we see later. I won't give any. I'll let you get to that point. Roman Daniels. Yeah, I was thinking what's going on with his clothes, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> I got theories. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking crewman. <laughs> Elliot loves that character. It's his favourite. Anyway, back he's on the Herald of Boredom. <laughs> <laughs> They've scanned the satellite detection network, and Topol says we could destroy one, but it's built so that that doesn't matter. And they go, "Oh, we're fucked." Then, yeah. Also, if you destroy a satellite, immediately you know it's been destroyed. So <laughs> yeah. If you just like, oh, they've destroyed a satellite, they'd be like, oh, now there's an area of space which is suddenly suspicious. Let's turn all of our eyes to that area of space. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But instead, Archie says, well, we've got that insectoid shuttle we picked up last week. See, my craziness was relevant. Let's try and fly in in that. And Travis goes, ah, I'm going to have to take some time to learn it. And Archie goes, one, who are you? Two, you've got two hours. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's a running gag, Vince, that Travis, the pilot of the Enterprise, 
just is ignored routinely. This is the first episode in a long time where he's actually had something to do. So, yeah, it's just, you know... Well, at one point, he was like, he, he wanted to do something major, and they said, no, nah, mate, you're, yeah. no, no, you're, you not, you're not important enough. <laughs> you're not an interesting enough character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trip and Travis start trying to learn the shuttle's controls, and there's one point where Travis says, I think I found reverse. And I genuinely thought... Is this a reference to the firm? <laughs> <laughs> the Star Trekking song. Travis found it. He did. Is it? I mean, it might be. Memory Alpha doesn't tell me either way. God damn you, Memory Alpha. How do you guys feel about Trip? Well, do you mean that he looks like George Bush? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God, that's forever ruined. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing. I'm, I'm just not sure about that guy. <laughs> I think it might be because he looks like George Bush. Oh, my God. <laughs> Quite a few of our guests are a bit iffy on trip. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I kind of like him. I, I feel like he's very competent and he's really good at his job, but also he's that character that every Star Trek series has where every now and again they need to put a chastity belt on him to stop him getting pregnant off spores or something. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Um, yeah, he has been pregnant. Uh, <laughs> I I see where you come from with that, Matt, but he's just so obnoxious. He so is George really... Bush. <laughs> I wasn't defending George Bush. <laughs> Elliot, George Bush apologist. Elliot. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to get this. Anime fan and George Bush apologist. He's pro-Bush. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't, I just, I, I'm not convinced by that trip. I just, I was like, mm, there's something, if you sold me a car, I'll a bit worried. <laughs> I, I honestly think he's got one of those faces, and the other person who's got one of those faces is George Bush Jr. That's his <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which is weird because he's in, he's in a lot of scenes in this episode with Travis, and I, I kind I immediately like that Travis. I thought he was he seems like a decent guy. We all I, didn't, I, I wasn't aware <laughs> he's just kind of there. But because <laughs> he, he seemed, he seemed quite. You know, he was quite important on on the. On sure. the Sometimes Vince is not even there. Oh my god! And nobody notices. Yeah. Nope. Too busy doing being angry about the thing. Yeah, the Enterprise is is still being flown fine. Just pilot seats empty. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're on the Enterprise, you can do any other job on the Enterprise, though, can't you? Because eventually, like, someone gets knocked out and someone has to take. Yes, this is true. Yeah, everybody seems to have like a basic understanding of everybody else's department. Like they've all read those like Six Sigma books where you 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 learn a small amount about every department in your workplace, so you can be indispensable. They they're nerds. They're big space nerds, and this is what they do. <laughs> But now they've learned how to fly it, sort of, and Hoshi's worked out a translation for the insect language so they can talk to others in the if they get hailed. They leave the Enterprise, and Travis immediately crashes into the Enterprise with the shuttle. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Archers is there going, that's coming out of your pay. <laughs> <laughs> who is that guy? Find him. Yeah. <laughs> Travis replies with, you have to know who I am to work out who's paid a dog. <laughs> <Hey."> <laughs> Travis finally discovers he can do anything because no one's aware of who he is. I want to see that episode. Yeah. 
So they get through the patrol, the 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 satellite network thing, and then they get hailed by an insect ship, and they Trip speaks loudly into a computer, and it works. They tell him, "Oh, we got lost." Yeah, and <laughs> and the insectoids are just like, "Sounds legit," and then just go. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we are fucking stupid. Yeah, all right then. Doesn't that ship not have like a call sign or like a serial number? Just anyone going, just wait a minute. I just run the serial number in, into our computer system. And it was the, it was the shuttle that went missing two episodes ago. There, there <laughs> two episodes. A, this episode does, I mean, you enjoy it when you're watching it, but sometimes when you, when you think about it or you go back, it, it falls apart a little bit. It's, it's got the yeah. classic sort of Star Trek thing where they've got this shuttle and they get exactly where they need to be, like right next to, you know, the, the MacGuffin. They got and no, nothing, no, no bad guys bothered them. And then when they have to do something important, the bad guys go, oh, there you are. There you immediately are. like spot it. I call this Empire Syndrome because I think that a lot of the stuff that the Empire in Star Wars uh, lost out on, they could have just... One, if they had passwords. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, why? if the Empire in Star Wars just had password protection on a lot of their stuff, there would be no rebellion. They'd have stopped it in its tracks. <laughs> oh, I finally got the Death Star plans. Let's crack into it. Password? What? Yes, one. <laughs> We're in. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> they do, with this shuttle, though, they do make a big deal out of, like, especially when... um someone else is like trying to learn it it's like oh this is really difficult to do which is basically just four silver handles <laughs> and they even make up they make a point of going well i don't know how i'm going to use two of these someone might have just sort of said you don't have to worry about them because it's not really important no one's ever going to see you touch those ones you're just going to hold the ones directly in front of you <laughs> and that that would yeah. that'd be fine honestly every the first half of this entire episode felt like a lot of faffing around to me <laughs> like okay i get it they're in the shuttle oh, they got through okay whatever they're back now okay fine like whatever just get to the story already nothing's happening yet also and I just this is a minor backtrack here they passed all of those satellites every single one of those satellites all of those ships that were out there they passed them all and nobody at any point went who are these guys? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. They even they go down to the planet. They go, oh, it's underwater. They fly into the water and fly into the fucking weapon. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if a couple of rebels from the rebellion in Star Wars had just like walked across the Death Star in spacesuits, got to that porthole and gone, we'll shoot in here. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back now. All right. <laughs> Later on, they say they found it in 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't even get dressed in 25 minutes. <laughs> Maybe that's on me, though. <laughs> they leave and they get back to the Enterprise and everything's fine. And they've just got all these scans of this Death Star and they're looking at it. And Malcolm goes, I reckon we could blow that bit up, but it's ray shielded. So we'll need to use proton torpedoes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, let's go to the convenience protocol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel that it, to be fair to this episode, depending on how you're looking at it, in previous episodes of Enterprise, that 25-minute mission would have been a whole boring episode with Travis and Trip finding out about each other while they snuck into a big 
Yeah. That sounds like a Deep Space Nine episode to me, and I am on board. Deep Space yes. Nine would do it well, but this, what this Oh, I see. Does, I see. You have no faith in it. Okay. Yeah, it would put Lieutenant British Guy, aka Malcolm, into the situation because for some reason, if people get stuck with someone, it has to be Malcolm because he's the most irritating member of the cast. What you've got to remember, Vince, is Rick Berman and Brennan Braga didn't write any of Deep Space Nine, the one you like. Yeah. <laughs> I see. It's all becoming clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no like subtext or, you know, good. There's barely text. <laughs> yeah, honestly, sometimes it feels like placeholder. Have we got to the point, and uh, sorry to keep interrupting you, PJ, with your wonderful recap. Have we gotten to the point where Archer orders something pretty major? So that's what we, what happens now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The Enterprise suddenly gets scanned. And they realise that the move, the planet they've hid behind has turned around. Nobody factored this in. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever looks in the rearview mirror, do they? And it's got a little base on it, which has some Zindi in it, and it's scanning them. And there's a moment of, ah, fuck. And then Archie goes, blow it up! Yeah. And Malcolm's yeah. like, oh and, yeah! And it, and it is literally a moment. Like, And yeah. Archer turns his face away from the camera. His face could be going... Awesome. <laughs> but we don't see this, you know. This is, but it's everyone sort of looks at the camera like, "Oh my god, I'm going to do this," and it is quite a. I mean, I don't know. I don't really have the context of this Indian stuff, but I, I, I watched that and I just thought, "He's a cold blooded son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> is, this is a skill he has learned. Well, all I could think of was a. Why is nobody detecting like a? a massive photonic explosion on one of the moons. <laughs> B, why don't they just beam down and cut everyone's throats and then just, you know, leave the thing switched? Well, I, I, I mean, that's a little bit overcome. I mean, we're, <laughs> hold on, hold on. You could have said beam down and just cut off communications. No, you're talking about slaughtering in the time. Oh, yeah, place. yeah. I, I have a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's my answer to everything. It's just murdering them, you know, just cut their throats. Yeah. It was quite a moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I, nice to see Archer not solve a problem by trying to talk to someone for once. Like, <laughs> no, he does a lot. Of, don't worry, he makes up for it later. He doesn't. <laughs> no, it, yeah, of course, every captain will, I'm sure. But yeah. it's uh, despite how much of a oh my how how serious has this gotten? We have to destroy a base of Zindi. Oh no, they killed seven million humans. You fuckers! <laughs> Come on, <laughs> they did. We did do that. And they're play- literally preparing to blow up your entire planet. I know there's the whole like plot of like, oh, but they've been told a lie by future people. They're still being thick about it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the murder has happened. But now they've got the plans for the weapon, and they basically say, well, what we need to do is fly the insectoid shuttle into it, but with some photon torpedoes on board, and boom! And then like, it's a suicide mission. And then Travis goes... I should be the one to go. <laughs> Nobody knows who I am anyway. And everyone goes, who, who are you? Who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where did he come from? <laughs> Do you even know how to fly the shuttle? I'm the pilot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and Archer says, no, Billy, I can't lose you. <laughs> <laughs> so Archer's like, I'm going to kill myself. And everyone's like, okay. <laughs> that that blew my fucking mind. <laughs> it was like, it was one of those, I'm going to sacrifice myself. And instead of going, 
and, and you know, and really sort of like they had an opportunity to really layer on that cheese. Do you know what I mean? Just really build it up. But because everyone's like, yeah, see you then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, Hang on a day. <laughs> like, Look out for my dog. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> was that? If, if anyone would like to try and stop me. No? Like, oh, okay. So, so like, oh, you're still here? Okay. All oh, right. Okay, Captain. Uh, do you want me to put the kettle on? Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it's sort of like, because we know it, it, Star Trek does this, doesn't it? Captains make these big, bold choices. And we as an audience know where well, they're going to live. They're going to they're, they're, they're gonna live. But still, you know, still layer it with a bit of something if you want to hold any stakes. I mean, I mean, that. Otherwise, you're just neutering it. It's like having a really tense situation and putting a crap theme tune in the middle of it, <laughs> which will really just distract me for the rest of what, what we're talking about. <laughs> or putting a guy who's not really got any military experience in charge of a starship when he's got no specialty either, no real scientific knowledge about how anything works, is bad at dealing with other extinct races and shit, is racist, just straight up racist, and... You know, he's 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 not. I also gets to say of all the future starship captains, I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> we thought he was going to say I was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> also, he can't shoot for shit as well. No, he can't shoot. He can barely talk. But we don't have time for the crew to get emotional about his sacrifice because he steps onto the turbo lift and suddenly he's in 400 years in the fucking future on the Enterprise J with crewman fucking Daniels. <laughs> so my theory on that suit, it's got a drink in the boot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I mean, that was a real... What? moment when, <laughs> when it was happening I was like, what's going on? Why is he wearing a suit made of Baco foil and Gorilla tape? What, what, what's that with his hair? <laughs> Just the whole thing was, the whole thing was really rather upsetting. <laughs> this, this is you've reached the part of the episode now where Scooby-Doo and the Mummy and Shaggy are like running between doors and they're in drawers and they're opening the drawer and they're in the drawer below. Like, you, you, this is the full French farce now. You're like, not only have you got this weird plot, you have no idea what's going on. Now you're in the future, like the far future for some reason. And you don't know why. I mean, we barely know why. <laughs> We're on the Enterprise J, which we see a schematic of on the wall. And I'm going to say, don't like it. It's hanging. It's disgusting. I hate it. It looks yeah. like it looks like a pizza cutter. Yes. I do have a pizza cutter in the shape of the original Enterprise. But this ship looks more like a pizza cutter than my pizza cutter. Yeah, you're also like a novelty pizza cutter. This just looks like a pizza cutter. Like one <laughs> yeah. for like an elderly person. It's got like two handles. So if you've got arthritis, you can still cut a pizza. Like, But that's it. Yeah. Daniel says to Archer, hey, we're in the middle of this big battle, right? We're fighting those sphere builder people who made the expanse that you're in in the past, but it's bigger here. They're about to lose. Look, there's a Nebula class ship and a Prometheus class ship. Isn't that cool? And Archer's like, fuck off. I hate this bullshit. <laughs> really echoing the sentiment of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did my I did my research. I recognized uh, there was a Nova class ship from Voyager in there. And I recognized mm-hmm. that there was also uh, a, a a ship called the Dauntless from Voyager, which was not actually a Starfleet ship. It was dressed up to look like a Starfleet ship to, to trick them. I think there was a Klingon ship in there as well. And I saw one of the, the, the Devore ships from uh, Voyager. 
Mm. I don't know what else. Yeah. Like, there was other things in there, but that, they were the only ones I picked out. Because basically, the Daniel says, look, there's a federation, and the Klingons are in it. Hey, audience, in the future, the Klingons will join the federation. Do you know what? Fuck off, Daniels. He keeps... <laughs> He's talking about this federation, but isn't he supposed to be not telling Archer about? He's like, oh, "There's a federation." Oh, I definitely shouldn't have mentioned the federation. Yeah, he did do that in the series finale of season two, or something. Yeah, like and the Klingons. Oh, I definitely shouldn't have mentioned the Klingons are in it. Yeah, he just he, keeps giving. He away. does that with the Romulans as well, doesn't he? The Romulans. Yeah. yeah. And then he says, "But now the Zindi are in the Federation. They won't get mentioned in Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, or Voyager, but they're definitely in the Federation, and you definitely Ugh. need them to defeat the Sphere Builders. Oh, and that's why the Sphere Builders went back in time and told the Zindi to kill you. See? It all makes sense. It's all connected. Uh-huh. And Archer says, I really wish it wasn't. We could have come up with something much better than this <laughs> fucking shit. Do you know, as I watched this, I was thinking, imagine instead of the Zindi, they'd have chosen the Andorians to be this yeah. alien oh, race. Wow. I thought like that would be really cool because obviously they're a legacy alien. Like they've appeared yeah. in at least three other or four other um, incarnations of Star Trek, and and we've never heard about this in the, because obviously this is kind of a hidden history as well, isn't it? Like it would have just mm. been really cool, but no, it's just the Zindi. They're exciting because there's the aliens from Galaxy Quest, the apes from Planet of the Apes, the insects from various 1950s science fiction shows, like a couple <laughs> of whales. And some guys, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just as credence to the fact that, like, you know, I, I, although I enjoyed this episode, I, I feel like if I didn't ever watch any Enterprise, I wouldn't have missed it. No. <laughs> this is true. This is the, the defining feature of this show. And there's certain there's certain bits of it, for instance, I know they cost, you know, there's the the uniforms and the way the ship looks and stuff, and I know they're going for a retro look. But if I just caught, like, one screenshot of them on the bridge, I would have gone, wow, they're, you know, they've they've decided to reboot Sequest. ESV. <laughs> <laughs> it looked more like that. There was nothing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's such a, yeah. Especially if it's the underwater bit, I would have gone, wow, wow, they really leveled up. Where's the talking dolphin? <laughs> it is oh, just Sequest. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Elliot, you might not know what a Sequest is, but Nope. Before there was Enterprise, there was Sequest, and you know what? It was marginally more boring than Enterprise. <laughs> Don't worry, Elliot. We'll do a podcast where we watch all of Sequest DSV in chronological order. Uh, I'm, Elliot, Elliot, I'm so I'm so sorry. I've just got to say I'm so sorry, man. That, that, that this has happened to you. I didn't I didn't know this was going to happen. If I'd known this was going to happen, I never would have brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to my first viewing of Manos the Hands of Fate. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, I I just think don't bother with it being from the future. Keep the sphere builders, and you know if it has to be the Zindi, then fine. But don't have this time travel bullshit. Just have them not like humans because they're racist. Well, I know time time travel stories. Obviously, you know some people love you know some people really love that that stuff, and I I can take it or leave it sometimes. But for me, moments like this are a massive example of why it, sometimes you you see a time travel <coughs> endgame. And you just think, 
that's just lazy. Yes, hmm? I agree. With it's you. just it's lazy storytelling. It's just like how can we fix? We've built up something amazing. It's a real cliffhanger. How are we going? to... Oh my god, we don't know how to figure this out. How are we going to figure this out? Time travel. Time well, travel. As far as I'm concerned, there are two types of time travel shows that are successful or, or episodes. One of them is Back to the Future. The other is Primer. So on one hand, you've got like oh, hold oh, on, hold on. You forgot about Quantum Leap because wait, I will count. That. I haven't forgotten about Quantum Leap because it falls into the <laughs> cosmic middle of this whole equation right <laughs> so you've got on one hand you've got back to the future where you kind of like you go to a cowboy world you go to like a gangster world on the other end, end you've got like some really complex interstellar bullshit going on where it's all like oh it, it all figures around this weird one thing and it's all amazing and then in the middle you've got sliders doctor who quantum leap mm-hmm. now, quantum leap is pretty good i love quantum leap the others i could take or leave but they're just yeah. it's just reset button stuff isn't it so you can yeah. just sort of go yeah, actually it is, it's totally that. It's two types as well. There's the time travel. It's fun. Don't worry too much about the story of the plot holes. Just go with it. Yes. Because otherwise, yeah. Loop and them. there's ones that's like, this is so complicated, you'll get a nosebleed. So just don't think about it. Time travel stellar. stories are essentially, don't think about it and yeah. you might enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, there's everything which kind of like just plays fast and loose with it. And you just, you can never really kill a character because they can always come back in some way, shape, or form. And it, it's kind of like, I don't know. Whereas in this, it's sort of like, oh no, take this black current lozenge. It's from the future, <laughs> and they'll know they'll know it's from their people. You know, just one of those really. The problem with this one, Vince, is we've been dealing with this temporal bullshit in Enterprise since the very first episode. Of course, you this have. is an arc, a storyline that's been there since then, and it's been shit every time it's shown up. It's also like ten percent of what it originally started as, because they migrated yeah. to this Zindi plot while keeping elements of the temporal Cold War, but ditching most of it. The important thing to remember is it's dog shit and we should be thankful for the Zindi because let's face it, since they started fighting the Zindi, it's been at least 20% better. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, after this episode there are only three more episodes in the entire Temporal Cold War arc. Hooray! I thought you were going to say an Enterprise. No, no, loads of them. It's like a whole other series. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Daniel says to Archer, see, you've got to make friends with the Zindi. And Archer goes, no, I thought I'd kill him. (laughs) Daniel says, no, no, but please make friends with them. And Archer says, no, killing them. He's going to kill me, kill them. Everyone's going to die. And that's when Daniel says, we'll take this badge from this Zindi crew member on this Enterprise ship. And Archer's like, fuck you, Daniels. I'm going to punch you. I'm going to send you back to my time because I'm tired of this temporal Cold War bullshit. And then we're all like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, i've never empathized with jonathan archer more (laughs) so he goes back to his enterprise and he gives to pole the the badge and she's like oh so it is from time travel (laughs) and archer goes but you don't believe in time travel and she goes you took me to detroit in the 1990s early 21st (laughs) century i forget which i believe in time travel now (laughs) by the way what happened to those lizard men we brought back from that time and archer goes what lizard men (laughs) what what? Yes, it all happened, Vince. Uh, I think right, okay. we've established that Dr. Flox ate those lizard men on the quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and clearly they know about this because Archer asks him not to harvest parts of his dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That really stood out to me. I was like, what, really? Is this going to go that dark? I'm on board. <laughs> so, like, Dr. Flox is, like, our favourite character, probably, but he's also a little bit of a, you know, my first mangler. In, in terms of uh, in terms of what he does sometimes ethically, 
but yeah, we still like him in a weird sort of way. We don't <laughs> like Mangler, okay? Just, just, to be, yeah. just to be sure on that. <laughs> and then Topol says, I don't think you should go on the suicide mission because uh, I don't want you to die. No, she's like, oh, she's like, yeah, I kind of think you'd be like a pet. <laughs> yeah, what what is right? Just describe describe to me, gents, because right now uh, this is the third season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and we're getting to the end of the third season. So obviously, this character DePaul has had quite an arc since yep. episode oh, yeah. one. Yeah, um, because when I was watching this episode, they weren't the character that I thought they were going to be. They were actually the most emotional out of every single person. On the yeah, show. yep, yep, which is a bit weird. So. Yep. She's got like Vulcan like emotions disease. It's, it's Vulcan HIV, isn't it? Yeah, it is basically Vulcan HIV. She's keep she's keeping it quiet, but she got involved with like this mind meld with a with a, a Vulcan who wasn't clean, and uh, and and now oh, she God. has emotions that she can't hold. You know, can't take can't control. Did I know this? Yeah, you watched the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I remember no, I remember watching the episode Wait, wait, wait. Fr- the mind meld of the Vulcan that came onto their ship. Yeah, you know, the, yeah, in the, season one. The raping. And then guy. you had the episode in season two where they she, the Vulcan doctors say she is unclean. Do they say it like that? Yeah, yeah. but I didn't think it was because oh, there was wow. like super lasting effects. I thought they just considered the fact that that happened made her unclean. No, it's she's she's got this illness, the Panar syndrome, I think it's called. Yeah. And that's different to when Hornans get Vulcan to when uh, Vulcans get horny. <laughs> Fucking hell, that was hard to when say. Hornans get Vulcan. <laughs> baby. I'm feeling really Vulcan. Please, can we let this episode be called when Hornans make, make me unclean? <laughs> but, but yes, Elliot, that is different to when Vulcans get horny because that's a prescribed every seven years thing and that's why they have to fuck, fight or die. Fuck's sake. I fucking hate this show. I'm so Vulcan right now. I've never been more Vulcan. <laughs> oh, you unclean bitch. <laughs> oh, anyway. Is Archer about to die yet? No. Oh. We cut back to Degra's ship where the Zindi are feeling bulky. They're having a little party. Degra's all like, oh, I'm feeling a bit bad about this weapon now when wiping out a planet. And his mate is all like, don't worry about it. And Degra's like, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. So you should have got a different job, uh, Degra. Like, you're not cut out for this shit. <laughs> yeah. Why did you go into weapons of mass destruction <laughs> if this is how you were going to feel when you make them? Yeah. <laughs> Then Archer gives his big farewell speech to the crew where he's like, I don't like farewell speeches, but if I was going to give one, I'd tell you, oh, bye. And then he gives Porthos to Phlox. And I think giving Porthos to Phlox was more emotional to me than his farewell speech because yeah. Porthos doesn't understand what's happening. Did he do that after the speech? Yeah. Yeah, probably. What yeah. kind of fucking order is that to do things in? <laughs> Surely you do the speech and then you leave. Do you know what I mean? Not, here's a really emotional speech. I've just got to go pack my bag. Yes. Drop, drop the dog off at the, at the doctor's. And uh, yeah, I'll see, well, you won't see me again, but yeah, cheers. See ya. But you might you might see me milling around for the next couple of hours before yeah. I head off. No, yeah, I die. Yeah. Uh, you will live on to complete this mission, right? I'm going to go and have a shit and I'll be back in a <laughs> and then And then he tells them, keep being explorers. And they're like, I just want to go home and sleep. <laughs> Anyway, he flies his little insect shuttle down to the planet, and the weapon's gone. 
and then he's captured and then he's tortured and interrogated and he's all like by lizard men and he says to them hey you remind me of dinosaurs they're really stupid sometimes we eat lizards <laughs> I, there's a great <laughs> line in this that did make me laugh which is when he says something like um not the turtle soup line. No, it's like, uh, you want to know my specialty. And he's just like, oh, you stink of shit or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stinking up the room. <laughs> stinking up the room, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, the, tur- the turtle soup line. I was thinking, oh, um, go on, kill him now. Go on, kill him now. Don't let him, don't let him talk anymore. Kill him now. I was thinking what I would have said to this this alien guy if I was in this situation. And it was something along the lines of, like, you know, and you know what? Those dinosaurs had brains the size of a walnut, and that's very small. And the one thing that's smaller than that is your dad's dick. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna get weird, get weird. And then yeah. the alien goes, "How do you know?" Would make fun of my cloaca. <laughs> They've been infiltrating our species for many years now. Clearly, we must not kill him. <laughs> But Head Lizard Man instead says, by the way, we know where your ship is, so you better tell us stuff or I'm going to send people there. And Archer's like, all right, but I'm only going to talk to Degra. Here's the name of his third child. And the Lizard Man says, but he's only got two children. And Archer says, just tell him what I said. I like that Dolim knows that he's got two children because there's obviously like awkward moments where they're like, you know, before a meeting, he's like, oh, look, this, these are my two children. And Dom's like, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, before that, he says, I don't know who Degra is. Yeah, he does. He does. And she goes, little guy, humanoid-ish, slightly round face. <laughs> Stupid hair. Hang, hangs about with a honey monster. next pj yeah. um on the enterprise uh, the pole goes and has a cry in the ready room yeah. <laughs> she just heard the honey monster bit and lost it uh, <laughs> trip comes to talk to her and he's like hey we're all sad and she's like fuck off you <laughs> do you know what do you know what's really funny we've been saying for all three seasons that T'Pol would be a much better captain. We were fucking wrong. All she does is shout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, what would happen if I was made captain and I didn't have any time to prepare for me? I would just <laughs> <cry> and shout. <laughs> yeah. The moment where comms go off and Hoshi goes, comms are down, and T'Pol just shouts, Get them back! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the fact that later on while I went everything's exploding she's just stood there like shaking like yeah. oh, <laughs> tell us what to do we're dying oh, oh, yeah oh. she tells Trip to fuck off though and then they go back on the bridge and Trip and Malcolm are like we should just fly in and blow shit up and she's like no I will take a shuttle pod in and negotiate oh yeah this is like the worst plan yeah it's what Archer would have done well, no, because she's like, I'm not human. I'm Vulcan, so they will negotiate with me. But she's like, yeah, like, mate, you don't even look different. 
Like, this is a species that has five radically different elements to it. Like, do you think they're going to notice that you've got pointy ears? Like, and they go, oh, yeah, you're obviously a different species. Like, one of those guys is a lizard. Yeah. The other one is a sloth. <laughs> also, she, she's so emotionally volatile. It's like we, we, we're trying to negotiate for peace. We don't want it. Oh, fuck you then, man, because I'm just trying. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like she's she's mentally unstable in this episode but <laughs> apart from her just crying and just going don't go please don't go she, like i yeah. don't it's i don't see how she has like a a place of authority on the ship it's it's the the, the vulcan brain hiv thing that's all i can say because she's definitely yeah. been better than this in the past yeah yeah anyway has that been building up through this season? Yes. Occasionally. No. It's popped up occasionally. Oh, it has. Not enough like to barely. pay attention to notice. Yeah. Like barely. They've never gone, oh, this is because of that mind melt, except for the one time in one episode. Yeah. So when they haven't got anything for the character, but they need the character to do something. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Got you. Got you. Yeah. It pays off a lot more next season. That's when they really start. Uh, don't worry up. about it. You don't need to tell me that, PJ. <laughs> 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 anyway, on the Zindi ship, Degra is now in the torture chamber, and Archer's like, "Hey, I know you don't have a third child, but your wife was pregnant with one, and then she got ill, and the child died, and this is what you were going to call it." And Degra goes, "How do you know that?" And Archer thinks about telling him, "Well, we roofied you and put you in a simulator. This is but what then happened. he thinks better of it." Yeah. <laughs> what he does instead is go, "No, pick a card, any card." It's like you know, <laughs> this never gets explained. So Dagger is just like, how does he know? <laughs> Archer says, it's a long story, which as we know is shorthand for, you can trust me, and the other person going, yes, I can. <laughs> so th- this this whole thing that he's talking about here happened earlier before. Yeah. They, yeah. There was a previous episode where they had this dude, Degra, and they fucking yeah. drugged him to take away his memory and convince him that him and Archer were escapees from a prison so that they could get information out of him. Nice, nice, real heroic stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Three months into the pregnancy, your wife contracted anaprolian fever. You lost the child. You were going to name it Trinia. I've never told that to anyone. You told it to me. You also talked about the weapon you designed, the one that killed seven million people. When you watched the telemetry come in, you wondered how many of those seven million were children. Who are you? It doesn't matter who I am or how I know all this. What's important is that you listen to what I have to say. Continue. Your reason for building this weapon is based on a lie. What lie would that be? That at some point in the future, humans are going to destroy your species. That is not a lie. You know about the spheres? Of course. They were constructed by transdimensional beings. Their purpose is to reconfigure the expanse to make it habitable for their species. That's what destroys the Zindi, not humanity. I've studied the spheres. There is no evidence to support what you're saying. I've seen it happen. But he says to Degra, look, we have to be friends. Otherwise, both our race is going to be destroyed by the people who made this expanse. And I've got this little badge in my pocket that proves everything. <laughs> 
like weird fisherman's friend. He <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like a shit happens badge in Zindi. <laughs> <laughs> the other pocket. <laughs> so Degra takes the badge to the lab where his two little mates are, and they go, "Well, it's definitely from the future." And like, how do you have a device that knows that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Time travel, PJ. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> but now they're sort of thinking, "Oh, maybe Archer is right." So they go talk to him again, and. Archer's like, no, really, we need to work together. Let me talk to your council. Well, we could probably convince the swimmy ones, but the insect ones and the lizard ones are dicks. They are. I so wish you had written the script for this, Peter. (laughs) I love this dialogue. I'm here for it. Go on. So then we go to the Enterprise, where T'Pol is getting in a shuttle and going, I'm going to fly this shuttle away. And Tripp's like, oh, God. (laughs) But before she can, the Zindi arrive and start shooting at them. This oh, is, that's right. My favourite bit of this episode is when there's that guy on fire in engineering and Trip is just like, someone get this stuntman out of here. There's flammable <laughs> stuff in this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a real sort of like, I've never seen anyone like properly on fire <laughs> in, 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 in a Star Trek yeah. episode before. Oh, look, I can see the Vaseline they covered him with. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, we get this intercutting now between... The, the Zindi ships, where they're talking to Archer and then the Lizardmen walk in and go, ha, 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 we're shooting at the Enterprise, we're going to blow it up. And Degra's going, maybe we shouldn't. They're talking about time travel, and I think we should listen, because it all sounds very rational. And the Lizardmen then threaten to shoot Degra and his little mates instead. And then the Zindi just blowing the fuck out of the Enterprise. Yeah. In a, and, like, in a scene that I was surprised to see, I mean, you're seeing, like, holes blown out of this ship, but you see little Members of the crew yeah. flying into sc- floating out yeah. of space, dead. I I want justice for them. If none of them are mentioned at any point anywhere, they won't be. They won't no. be. <laughs> One yeah. of them could have been Bob, Bill, uh, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> no, remember the light fitting fell on Travis. That's what happened to him. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. God bless you, Travis. <laughs> and. That's the end of the episode. Yay! <laughs> I, I, I mean, as much as I've just been ripping into it, it was thrilling. <laughs> but another, like another thing about the uniforms, <laughs> ignore the sequest nonsense. Mm. But I think when you have the the classic, the Enterprise is getting shot a lot, and people are like falling over tables, just continuously. Fireworks are going off, and someone's falling down. The costumes in some ways are a problem because you can't tell who is who and where they are a lot of the time. Mm. Because they seem to... Also, the casting people seem to have blanket cast a lot of Caucasian people with dark hair. Yeah. And I don't know... It's like, I thought that Malcolm character had fallen over six times. (laughs) I kept seeing him go, he's getting up again. He's doing all right, isn't he? (laughs) I mean, he probably had fallen over six times, to be honest. Yeah, he's accepting on a banana peel, then on a pie, or I don't know. Something. What are they doing with all that on the bridge? It's disgraceful. Yeah, why are they putting like banana peel and pie on the bridge? <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good ending though because I did think, oh, what's going to happen next? Hang on, oh, it's a cliffhanger, isn't it? It's a yeah. two-parter. Now you have to watch the second part to find out. I saw that coming as soon as it hit five minutes left. I was like, "There's no, there's no way they're resolving anything here." Well, you you say that, 
But I, there has been, especially with uh, TNG, there has been many episodes where I thought this is really building to it. Oh no, it's ended. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, they solved that. Okay. Yeah. It turns out this whole major thing, they just forgot to press that button, and uh, they've pressed it now, and the whole planet's been saved. But okay, much as we've ragged on it, I did really enjoy. Aside from yeah. Freeman Daniels, I really enjoyed the episode. I thought the the scenes with Archer and the Zindi were all really good. And I really enjoyed the firefight at the end. I thought it was very well done. And the Enterprise did just look like it had been fucked. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, absolutely smashed. I, do you know what? I didn't even hate the Crewman Daniels bit. Like, the Enterprise that they that they went on was rubbish. But it was actually the most useful Daniels thing that we've seen. Like, he didn't stick around forever. He was there for Yeah, it was also the briefest. Yeah, exactly. He was wearing this special oh, really? suit. It, there was a lot happening in this episode. It got... It was moving at quite a pace, like from the moment it started. Started, which I think, for someone who who doesn't watch Enterprise like you, God bless you, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was like it's a good one to watch because it is. It's just straight in. It's not like we're on a planet and oh, there's a tribal society that you know they're picking flowers. I would have been like, I'm going to fucking kill you, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whereas this one, I'm like, yeah, come on, explosions! Look, the, the aliens from Galaxy Quest. I'm loving it, <laughs> you know. And it was, it, it wasn't hard to pick up on on where things were going. I think it's it's only when you sort of look back on it, you just think some of their sort of decisions that they're making as commanding officers and stuff are a little bit skew if they're just a little bit. Well, why have you made this choice? That's been a theme. All oh, right. So this crew don't know what they're doing. No, no, no. Oh, absolutely oh, I... not. Ever, never. It's no. kind of a theme of the show because, like, they're the first ones out there. But sometimes I think they lean on that way too hard and just make them look like imbeciles. Yes. Because <laughs> normally, like throughout all, like all the treks, isn't there? You, you've got the basic premise of of what this place is or what the ship is and everyone's role on it. Yeah. Whereas this one felt like, I don't know. It, I, Anyone could do anything, but no one knew what they were doing. Yeah, that's that, that's what the theme song should be. Um, why did you bring it up? <laughs> I think the, f- the first half of the episode was a lot of faffing around to me. But the second half, I was all right. I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. I wouldn't ever say I enjoy anything about this show. I wanna, can you isolate that? Can you just cut Elliot saying... Um, I can never say that I enjoy anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, fuck you, Matt, because you know that you want to say that I enjoy Naruto. (laughs) You love Naruto. (laughs) (laughs) My my thoughts on this episode were, as always, I I could have definitely written a better plot. (laughs) The better plot would have been last week, they did the whole, let's go into, let's figure out a way of sneaking into the sphere thing and and getting the information and this week just balls to the wall explosions from beginning to end you know mm. fighting and and, and Archer getting tortured and shit. that would have been better and travis loses an arm yeah but which they can grow back probably <laughs> he didn't look like he was tortured that much though to be fair just a couple of slaps around the face yeah not even the first time yeah you know, and then they let him have kind of whatever he wanted. I want to speak to this person. Yeah, man. He had kind of enough blood in him that they might have picked one of his spots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did like like the bit as well where Travis is trying to talk him out of doing the Who? suicide mission. And he's like, <laughs> I love how he jumped on that. So and he's quickly. like, hey, you know what? An hour ago, I murdered three Zindi. A few months ago, 
I grew a man and killed him. And then I killed all those other people as well. And just a list of all the people Archer's killed recently. Mm. Yeah. It's like, are you okay? <laughs> I, uh, I tell you what, PJ, I grew a man and killed him is an amazing <laughs> title for a book. <laughs> like, that is amazing. That's better than anything that we've been talking about. <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because, like, I know I'm, I'm saying I, I, I enjoyed this episode, and, and I did. But from what I'm gathering about the lead-up to it, maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much <laughs> if I had seen the episodes. Le- That's a strange thing to say. If I had watched more of the stuff leading up to it, I may have been like, eh, yeah, whatever. It's I'm so thing. over the whole Zindi plotline at this point. <laughs> There's been so many episodes of nothing or one thing happening, as Doc said. I love that. I love that Doc said that. It's so accurate. <laughs> Between zero and one things happens every episode. <laughs> <laughs> and the problem now is they're building it up when we know we've still got five episodes left of the season. Yep. So, hmm. Which is which is interesting because that sort of moment that this episode left it on, that's the sort of um, they they would usually do that. Like Deep Space Nine had some pretty major cliffhangers and stuff, but that would be like almost the end of the season. Yeah, they they would do stuff like that, wouldn't they? So if they don't, if it doesn't crank up more and more from this point on, then what's the point? I remember at least one more episode that is just fannying about. At least one. Okay. And is that what it's called? Is it just fannying about? Fannying about. about. (laughs) I just looked it up on Memory Alpha and apparently um, those crew members that got blown into outer space get mentioned. As being missing, which is quite. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, where's where's Jeff? Where's Jeff? <laughs> Crewman Boggis, Crewman Bunts, and Crewman Bean. Bean, Boggis, and Bean. Yeah, yeah. One fat, one short, one lean. <laughs> Are dead. Yeah, they're missing. But there was a good. There were quite a few people that flew out. <laughs> Loads of little CGI people flew out of that ship. <laughs> Missing in a room that now has a huge hole in the ceiling. We just don't know where they could be. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Anyway, do we want to say anything else about Azati Prime? No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. 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 Although this is the, I haven't really watched anything. Right. How do you say it? Is it Bacula or is it Bacula? Bacula. 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 <laughs> Thought so. Um, I haven't really seen anything fully with him since Quantum Leap, and I must say, I it took I can't get he's Sam Beckett to me. That's and fair, especially, and especially because he was talking about like the time travel and all of that. If it was something that didn't have, if it was an episode that didn't have anything to do with time travel, that might have that might have helped the separation between him and that character. But because he was talking about all these things, oh, this is going to happen in the future. I was like. Dr. Beckett, you're never going to get home. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> I expect Ziggy to turn up at some point. It's an extra layer of tragedy. That's what that is. Oh, it still hurts, man. Still hurts. <laughs> well, our next episode, Elliot, is damage. Oh, because of, of the Enterprise, right? Because <laughs> they shot it up the Enterprise, right? It's damaged now, right? What's happening? I don't know. know. Elliot is broken. I'm just fucking bored of this show. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, have you, Elliot? Have you have you thought about the amount of hours that you've? Yeah. Don't make him think about the hours. I mean, I mean, the, I mean, well, the I've, hours. Just I've already the spent, minutes. or that I'm going to spend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and <laughs> I know you're committed to this format, gents, but I want to know how committed you are to it. Because so far, you're up to towards the end of the third season. Do you watch all of that theme tune on every episode? PJ do. does. I sometimes watch the episodes on 1.5 speed so they go by quicker. <laughs> it's a bop. It's a real bop. <laughs> <laughs> I have skipped the intro every single time bar the first. So, uh, Vince, where can people find you online? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, they can find me on uh, social media and Twitter. Uh, you can uh, find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Jester Diablo. As PJ said earlier, I've got a comic book podcast called the Awesome Comics Podcast. You go to awesomecomics.podbean.com. I rant and rave about other things <laughs> as well as that, but I will never talk about that theme tune ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unless I'm back on this show. <laughs> once once Enterprise is over, we're going to set one of those directives like they do around that planet from the original yeah. series of Star Trek when no one's about allowed to go back in under pain of death. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, would you go back to this series again? No, no, we've done it now. Oh right, okay. So it's penance. <laughs> Why would you ever have okay. to go back to anything again? <laughs> it's like a three-year mission. It's like. You know, we we could be studying you know gaseous anomalies in the beta quadrant, but in actual fact, we're being forced to watch Enterprise. We're really getting a feel for what it's like to be in in Starfleet. It's mostly boring. <laughs> oh, my God, my God. Um, yes, and if you want to uh, see me actually torture PJ, yeah. then uh, if you go on YouTube and search for Safe Space TTRPG, um, we do a fun little show, which um, is having a little bit of a break, but we'll be back. Oh. Don't you have like a rock website where you torture PJ as well? That's that's my only fans. All right, okay. <laughs> I see nothing from that, and I'm prepared to go on strike. It's because he's blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> and I will put links to all of that except the OnlyFans in the description. <laughs> yeah. I'll DM you guys though, yeah. I'll DM you guys. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, the, fir- the first two weeks are free. Don't worry, you'll be able to. <laughs> you will also find links to our own myself, Matt and Elliot, our various presences on the internet, the show's social media presence, and our coffee account. Where, if you would like to donate to it, we would hugely appreciate it. All donations go back into making the show as good as it can be. Plus, leave reviews on your app of choice, especially Apple, Apple Podcasts. Five stars, please, because otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Thank you, Vince, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you. Live long and perspire. I, I, take care, everybody. Bye. 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 The honey monster. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that cracked you in half, man. <laughs>
I never considered this much of my life being about talking about Star Trek, but here we are. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem, Elliot. Yeah, I know, right? 